Welcome to the Newson Health Menopause Podcast. I'm Dr. Louise Newson, a GP and menopause specialist, and I run the Newson Health Menopause and Wellbeing Centre here in Stratford-upon-Avon. So today I'm really excited because today I've got Meg Matthews here from Meg's Menopause. Is that what I say? Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just thinking, actually, I've got no idea when I met you, but it was a while ago. Can you remember? Right. Yeah, I remember exactly when I met you. I met you at the Silk event. Really don't want to say Silk, but I have to, but I do like Silk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I met you at Silk event. Oh, in London. uh, In London. And we were with those two comedians that were amazing the mummies or whatever scummy mummies scummy mummies yes Yes. and we did that and that's when we met and that was it was january 2018 gosh you're you see your brain sharp yeah it is today i've got a sharp day today everybody i'm quite informed good so we've caught you at the right time can i just say i'm here at louise's um wellness clinic can i say well menopause and well-being center we don't like the word clinic because that's okay medical center yeah yeah Okay, so I thought that I might have said it, but I just want to say it. And it's amazing, ladies, and I've come here in the waiting room. It's got a really nice ambience and there's music playing and lots of goodies to buy and to look at and books. And, uh, yeah, you feel quite safe when you come in here. Good. Yeah, Thank I felt you. there's a wellness of safe mm. and a really good... And it's a beautiful building, so I just want to say, and I've been dying to come up here because I didn't make the opening, I mean, Louise did, so I felt yes. quite bad. So, um, but I'm, I've made it here and I'm very excited oh, to be thank here. You. No, it's yeah. really nice, it's my new home. It, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but we've done it to just create, uh, you're, you're right, I, menopause can be really scary and people can feel very alone. And a lot of women, as you know, aren't being offered the right treatment, which is mm. something we can talk about yeah. in a bit. So I wanted to create something that was a bit just a sanctuary really that they yeah. feel that they're looking they get looked after right from the moment they walk through the door because it's not just about a clinical diagnosis and a prescription no. it's a whole journey that people have gone on and the journey yeah. needs to hopefully change when they come here so you know yeah. as you've met some of my staff yeah everyone was lovely downstairs and as you walk in you know I walked in and there was a, just a waiting room full of women and they all just didn't want to have eye contact for a second yeah. and then I went hello ladies <laughs> and it's great because actually sometimes yeah. they start helping each other in the waiting room yeah yeah it's probably um, which do, is yeah. great and then after they've been to see us they, they have, feel to go and have a blood test and you'll meet yeah. Polly in a bit I've got a couple of nurses Polly and Tracy and and it's part that journey carries on because yeah that's often when well that's like a we said, weep or a 30 years you know for probably the next yes. 30 years you're going to be going through this yeah and you know, um, I just did a podcast before with Louise, so I just wanted to bring this in, which is really important that what a lot of women are saying to me, I'm coming through my menopause after five years or 10 years or whatever, how long you're feeling it, three years. And we know that you have to carry on taking HRT or you don't have to, but it's advisable yes. too, isn't it? Well, Definitely. the guidelines are clear that yeah. you can carry on, which is yeah, really good. which is really good. So tell us about, because we, we met also at your lovely um, conference recently, we were chatting and I was saying, yes. Meg, if I'd met you 10 years ago and I'd said to you, you would be doing all this menopause work, you probably would have laughed in my face. Oh my God, I so would have done. It was just, you know, it would have, uh, five years ago, even when I had the launch of Meg's menopause, I mean, uh, Caroline, 
uh, who's my, my, like my press and my partner, whatever was going, I'm, you know, we're going to do a launch party and everything. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking, God, five years ago, if I would have done a launch party at home house, when there was going to be free drinks and I had a really cool DJ and it was all really trendy. You know what I mean? I would have, I would not have gone to it. I would have been, are you mad? I'm not being seen there. I mean, and there was women and all my friends came and everyone was like, you know, loving yeah. it and dancing and all being at the start of my menopause website. And I was just thinking, but five years ago, wouldn't be seen dead no. anywhere near. I wouldn't no. have. But also, it just was not anything that was on your radar. radar. No, There's nothing not out there. So let's, because I, I know I've heard your story and you've shared it a yeah. lot, but there will be some people that haven't heard it. Yeah. So so you, from being the most amazing party organiser, party animal, socialite, everything, everything yeah. else, yeah. Um, what brought you into opening Meg's Menopause and doing this work? Because I had no knowledge of the menopause and I had the worst um, symptoms of the menopause. Mm. As everyone knows, I had the worst anxiety, had the fatigue, the night sweats, the aching joints, mm. you know, the, the swelling of the breasts, the dry mouth syndrome, the overwhelming of life. I mean, you name it, I really thought... So what did you think was going on? I thought that all my 90s Britpop partying yeah. lifestyle, I was one of those ravers. I did live my life, sex, drugs, rock and roll. So I thought everything my mum said when she said, everything is going to catch, you know, you don't know what you're taking, Meg, you da 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 think like, oh, whatever, whatever. I really thought that I'd shattered my nervous system or mm. something that I'd done of my party lifestyle in my past. I'd eventually caught up with me, which everyone had always said, and like, it's going to catch up with you, everything that you do. And I really had thought it had. So I was really embarrassed because I, I was just sitting there thinking, oh my God, it has. Almost serves me right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. serves you right. So when I went to my GP and just sort of burst into tears and he said, here's the antidepressants, I thought, yeah, that's it because I've probably used up every bit of serotonin that I had in my body by these drugs that I've taken because they all, you know, make your serotonin flood and your system. That's why we take them. And um, I'm a recovering alcoholic now, so I don't touch anything like that. But I did do. I really thought that's what it was. Yes. So I was embarrassed about it and ashamed. And that was the only thing that, that triggered, light went on in my head, was that was the reasoning why. Did you take the antidepressants? I did take the antidepressants, yeah. Did they the, help? The antidepressants, I don't really know because they were for the anxiety. I did feel very, I didn't feel depressed at all. I just felt flat like no excitement coming mm. I was nothing when it's like Christmas is coming I just was like oh, oh my god Christmas because it means more energy oh my god it means I've got to try and think and keep you know got to get by presents oh my god that, that was overwhelming yeah. yeah so there was that and like even going on holiday was overwhelming nothing was nothing was looked forward to everything came with too many things for me mm. to cope with and the antidepressants of course they didn't kick in because my hormones were not balanced yeah, out but you didn't know that at the didn't time. didn't know that at the time so I was you know plugging these and then I was just like mm, yeah okay and probably made me even flatter because I yes. don't know what really antidepressants yeah. do even though they say this is for anti-anxiety it didn't really help with the anxiety at all I could tell the anxiety was definitely would only come worse probably when my estrogen levels were yes. dropping yeah so because it was like 48 49 I was put on them so it was coming right up to when I thought that I was 
you know, yes. when I'd actually come post-menopause and, and, and I'd stopped with the periods. Did you think, were your periods going then? Or I had still? the marina coil. Oh, I okay. didn't really take, I had very, very little spotting with it. So, I mean, I would have like probably like one or two days. Some days I didn't even need to put Tampax in. So I would just put a bit of tissue is, in my is it, Yeah, so you the know. marina coil is a coil that has an, a type of progesterone in it. A lot of women don't get any periods with it at all. No. And so certainly we see a lot of women who... You don't know about your periods been changing, so why would you think about your yeah. hormones? Because you're not. I didn't, and it was my partner that yeah. that you know he was the one. Of course, he did because I'd also my libido had gone down, and so he was also noticing. He was like, "God, she never comes on a period, and she's has no libido." Yeah. So it was more of him nagging me that made me sort of come. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I was like you know stay away from me sort yes. of thing, yeah. and I really didn't really feel like having sex at all, and I was quite highly sex before so he really noticed that change. he noticed yeah. a massive change into so it was more about people around me like mm. um you know we talk about our daughters noticing things you yeah. talk about your daughter yeah, noticing yeah. so it was people so that people were worried up. about you yeah so I was you know didn't really want to say wasn't looking forward to holidays you know be panicking about things all the time was always a bit nervy and you know everyone was a bit like wow this is this is not the Meg that we knew because I remember you saying once that you told people you had glandular fever so that's yeah out of going out so yeah three months I said yeah, yeah I had glandular fever so that I because my daughter had glandular fever you know she was doing her A-levels and of course yeah. it's you know going 18 it's a, quite yes. a normal thing isn't it so she had glandular fever so I thought I'm using that as well because she hasn't got out of bed either. So I'll just say, oh, I've got glandular fever. And, and, you know, people just do leave you alone if you say you've got glandular fever. They know you're exhausted as well. But then I also remember um, you telling me that you'd open your wardrobe and think, no, and you'd wear black again. And I always, I often say this to people and say, oh, can you imagine having Meg's wardrobe? Yeah. (laughs) I know. And then I was like, I didn't. You just didn't, you weren't bothered, you wore black leggings and just. Just didn't, just threw on the same thing most days, exactly the same. And that's the other thing, you know. not about dressing for other people or say you're feeling sexy i think it's about the lack of like the testosterone which is really important hormone that we can talk about with you is isn't it which i think that until all of them are balanced again it's like it didn't make me want to i was just like oh i'll just just put on anything sort of thing and then once everything was balanced out it sort of gave me that kick again of oh i you know i can get back in the gym i've got a bit more energy i can do that extra i will go for a walk Mm. i do feel like actually making an effort i'm going to go and get my roots done again i'm going to put something like you know nice on again you know and that all can enjoying life isn't yeah. it i think some one lady said to me last week i feel like the curtains have opened yeah um, and someone else said to me a while ago which i'll never forget that it was a bit like uh, sleeping beauty waking up you know in the film everything's black and white yeah. and then it suddenly becomes color when she yeah. wakes up yeah, and, and it's that yeah. sort of feeling it is once so, you so. have got the balance mm. that is but so how did you know it was your hormones then this went on and then okay so what? this went on and um i basically went to an aa meeting and i shared all these things moaning and whatever I did about Mm. everything and then afterwards this uh, lady came up to me and she said to me you're not going mad you know you're not you I I really think that you are going through the menopause wow yeah because I just shared openly about it you see so how wonderful that she'd picked up on that and she picked up on it yeah because you know I just probably I was just having a thing I can't cope I'm at home and you know we're taught to 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 be very open Mm. and share our feelings because we drink on our feelings, alcoholics, so yes. it's very important to express your feelings okay. and learn how to. So I've been taught to talk about my feelings, so that's why 
belly mm. makes menopause I didn't find it very fearful to come out here mm. and talk yes. so that's how I was so I went home and then I went running along to my gynecologist Sarah Matthews and when you know yeah menopause blah 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 and then this is really funny because she looks back over all my records and I think we go back and I have been to her you know when I've been having smears and whatever and she showed me my notes because um we went back and she's showing me that she has been advising me but I wasn't taking it in she was saying to me you know those I'd go there and I'd have a smear and I'd be going oh I've had a few really rough weeks and I'm feeling very low and everything and she was going yeah you know saying to you you know start be thinking about it but I just didn't take any of it in I think it was relevant to you no I just thought oh whatever Sarah yeah she's saying yeah she actually was saying to me yeah, yeah. But I really didn't take it in. Well, I think we all think it's... The average age of the menopause is 51, isn't yeah. it, in the UK. So even when I was getting symptoms, I was 46. And I know better because I know that perimenopausal symptoms can start earlier. But we always think... We, I was saying this to a friend yesterday. Yeah. I still see myself as in my 20s. I yeah, me forget too. forget because yeah, I don't course. want to think about your age. No. So why would you think about the menopause when it's a almost like you said before, grey haired lady? I imagine a little fragile like my grandma with a cane and you know feeling really like that. Don't imagine because now that I'm where I am now and I can look back to my symptoms, I 100% know that a lot of symptoms, uh, the perimenopause symptoms, I 100% had from 39, 40 without a doubt. And I used to use on those by drinking more and they would be the times I would self-medicate with alcohol when I was feeling shitty so I now know that those changes were definitely happening because now I can sit here without having anything and I have to sit with my feelings and how I feel without disguising it with drinking more or whatever which a lot of lot of women um also come to me about because Mm. they just start drinking more yeah totally I mean I see we always ask people about their lifestyle about how much they drink how much they if they smoke how much exercise exercise they do because it's really important for me that we get a holistic approach to the menopause but so many women tell me that they drink more to numb their symptoms or they think it's going to help them sleep which as you know it often doesn't but also that they um think it will help with their mood mood real depressant depressant yeah absolutely yeah and people hide behind alcohol don't they and I think um they're getting symptoms they do and a lot of women are so scared about HRT because they worry about this breast cancer risk. But actually, even the worst type of HRT, the older types that I yeah. tend not to prescribe, the risk of breast cancer is less with the older types of HRT than drinking a couple of glasses yeah. of wine a night. Yeah, no, people no, don't, I've heard you say this yeah, so many times, so that's what I repeat. people don't look at alcohol and no, think, they don't. I'm going to get breast cancer. No. But they'll say those three letters HRT and, then they and that's that, all which they is, think, yeah. which is... So wrong, isn't it? So well, how did you feel then when you were told by your gynecologist, well, HRT might help? Well, what she did is she said to me, like, you know, she gave me the estrogel. Yes. Um, and then um, I think she did give me, she gave me some testosterone gel and then she gave me progesterone and took my bloods and then said, take these. And then I was like, but you, but you haven't even, you, you haven't done what my hormones are. What do you mean? What do you mean? When do I get my bloods? And she was like, no, 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 just start. Just put a, cu- a couple of pumps on your arm. Yeah. One pump, you know, tiny bit of the, you know, the testosterone because the one that she has yeah. is the male one and then you just rub this on you know and I was a bit like oh, okay and then j- just a pump of the um... no she didn't give me the progesterone because I 
still have my coil in at that so you time. you didn't need it. No, no. I didn't need that. That so was it. Just purely so she just gave me the gel, gel and she just said, look, this will really help me. Trust me with your nice rest. Mm. You know, I said, what do you mean? She goes, it will start kicking in. And then once I get your bloods then I can tell you how much you're pumping, but just um, do a pump or a couple of pumps for now. Yeah. And then in, you know, a few days I'll have all your, your bloods back. So I did that, and within four days, it's amazing, my night sweat stopped. Yeah. I mean, I was like, and also I did, as I was going out, I was going, what do you mean you just rub a bit of gel on your arm, you know? It just doesn't oh, seem hard enough, does no, it? It's so easy. What I've been through, yeah. I was just like, I thought I was going to be pricking my finger here, trying to look at bloods, like doing like, you know, ooh, you know monitoring all this mm. because hormones are so delicate, they're so like this. And nowadays, I just can't believe that rubbing gel, it's still, when I tell women, I can see their heads going, no, yeah, that's not going to work. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. And also we have in this country, everything is a pill. We pop a pill for a headache. We pop a pill for this and a pill for that. They still can't get their heads around yes. the popping of the pill and each pill. They can't believe that estrogen can do help with your dryness of your vagina to your osteoporosis when I tell them your mental health health. like this gel will help with all of these things whatever Meg it's still I can see their heads saying this and as you know the reason that we often give estrogen as a gel or even a patch that you just stick to your bottom is that when it gets absorbed through the skin it goes straight to the bloodstream um, and so works so in the bloodstream it goes to all these cells which have estrogen receptors all over our bodies Bodies, because it's going into the bloodstream it bypasses the liver which produces our clotting factors so having it as a tablet is yeah. fine. A lot of women do, but there is a small risk of clot. Whereas right. when you have it through the skin, there's no risk of clot. I've just learned something. So, new. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So that's the reason. And it's in its change. We know only about 20% of women have estrogen as a patch or gel, whereas it should be about 20% of women have it as a tablet. As a tablet. The yeah. other thing that a lot of women don't know or realise is that when you have it as a tablet... It increases something called your sex hormone binding globulin, oh. which is a, you know that well, I'm sure, is a protein that binds your testosterone. And you know right. about testosterone. Testosterone, yes, I'm a big fan. So yeah. if women, ha- we all have testosterone that we produce from our ovaries, it declines as we get older. So if you increase your SHBG, your sex hormone binding uh-huh. globulin, which it increases with tablet estrogen, yeah. you have less testosterone available in your body to work because it's bound to this protein when it's bound it doesn't work in your body you want it free you want the testosterone free so a lot of women find that when they're on a tablet estrogen their libido that's low anyway will go even lower wow so a lot of women actually find they don't need testosterone if they have estrogen through the skin right so certainly what we always do is give women the estrogen first yeah we might do their testosterone blood test to see what it is But then we won't start the testosterone until a few months after because a lot of women come back and say, do you know what? I feel amazing. My libido's improved, my skin, my joints, energy... Everything is back just with oestrogen. Yeah, my libido so, gone. No, so it, <laughs> everyone's different. Yeah, can you I see? ask you this other question? Is it true that if testosterone doesn't work after six months for your libido, it's probably not it's, yeah. going to? Yeah, so usually if yeah. you, with testosterone, as you know, it's not licensed for women in the UK, yeah. which is really just a reflection that women's health isn't a priority. We have yeah. testosterone available for men, but not for women. Yeah. But it's going to come, just because it's not licensed doesn't mean it's not safe. So it's been well researched and we actually prescribe a female testosterone cream as you know called androfem which is made in australia it's regulated under the mhra we're allowed to prescribe it but it has to be as a private prescription there's a lot of work being done at the moment to get it 
registered right and licensed. Okay. so if it's yeah. licensed we can prescribe it safely yeah. under the nhs right at the moment it's private but with advanced that question i was going yeah. to ask you that one yeah so that's <laughs> right so but we can still as um in the nhs if a doctor's yeah. confident enough then they can prescribe the male testosterone in smaller doses which is what i used to do a lot as a gp yeah so there are ways of getting it if you can access the right person, and that's part yeah. of the problem, because menopause education is dire. And so I never got any education about the menopause as an undergraduate, postgraduate. Yeah. Even when I prescribed HRT, I didn't even know about testosterone until a few years ago. But yeah. now there's an overwhelming amount of evidence that for not every woman, but a lot of women, it can help. So if you look at testosterone, it works in different areas in our body, but it yeah. can help with libido. Yeah. It could also help with mood, energy, concentration, yeah. motivation. Like you say, that sort of joy de vie, there's sort of yeah. enjoying life gets back. Yeah. And as you also know, with libido, it's not we're not an on-off switch. It's not a, have you got hormone no. yes or no. But actually, a lot of women feel just better in themselves. Yeah, so which then that's what I mean. You better and more confident. And you You're going to, yeah. like you say, do your hair, you might put some makeup on. You, yeah. you just might want to hold your partner's hand which you might not have touched for years no, because you're, like, you're so, yeah. you know, so there was an article in um, one of the papers at the weekend and it was about sex and this woman whose um, libido had changed during the menopause and she was saying how she had adjusted. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it, she'd adjusted how she had sex and I obviously put something on social media about <laughs> it. And then she said, well, sex isn't just about penetration. And I said, absolutely not. No, of course it's not. not. It's about intimacy. It's, it's about intimacy. being I think that's loved. And yeah. You know, you don't have to... A lot of people have penetrative sex and hate it. Yeah. So it's not so just it intimacy. That. You know when you say libido, yeah. yeah, I think intimacy is a really good word because that, you know, you say libido, it does sound a bit coarse, yes. doesn't it? It does yes. sound a bit well, libido. I think, you feel well, like I think that. actually with men, yeah. libido is often about testosterone yeah, of course, and it yeah. is a bit more of an on-off switch. Yeah. But with women, we, you know, it's the whole Intimate, package, even like being it? whole because when I, at the beginning when I was going through the... I mean, I didn't even want to be held. No. I just just wanted you away from me yeah. do you know what I mean yeah definitely I mean you know my partner had the worst time because it was just you know we ended up splitting up because of it because well, lots of yeah. people do Megan it's yeah. really it's really I just, bad. Like, I want to go through this on my own I just yeah. don't need need you as well you know and I was nasty I was really nasty but it's very hard for men and also female partners we see a lot of women who are in same-sex yeah. relationships you imagine when two women, two women <laughs> going through yeah. menopause together but they um they say, well, this isn't the person I married. No. This isn't the person I chose to live with. And they, they desperately love their partners. But they just... But they don't know how to help how to them. And no. We see a lot of people here who have been picked up in... Um, they've gone for counselling, marriage counselling. Yeah. And maybe the counsellor has said, do you think it's the menopause? What? Why? Why would that affect yeah, the yeah. way I feel? Yeah. I'm not getting any flushes. So it's tragic that so many relationships are yeah. falling apart. So to get back to... Yes. How makes menopause? So you started to feel better, felt great. Yeah, felt um, great. And then I was just like, wow, I... Okay, so, yeah, backtrack a minute. So basically, hitting 50, genius brand that were doing my press for me, mm. so I was going, look, guys, I'm coming up to 50. So started taking all my HRT, started feeling better again. I was like, come on, I'm coming up to 50. I was not wanting to celebrate it, but I do now because now for the last three months I've been on HRT, I'm feeling great. I'm like, you know, wow, let's, you know, get this going. Yeah. So they, they, they must have rung around a few people. Um, Sarah Bailey, who's an amazing editor of Netta Porte now, and she was at Red Magazine. She said, come in. I went in. And then when they started talking about, yeah, we'll do, a, you know, celebrate Meg's life. She's been, you know, going since in the 90s. And now we're in, you know, 
2017 or whatever it was uh we'll you know we'll do something on your life anyway when they started saying yeah we'll have the photographer and the studio and the time and the stylist and the makeup artist and then I was just like oh, no 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 uh this yeah. whole thing came up I wasn't quite ready for all that and I just burst into tears actually there and then and I was like no no I'm going through the menopause I can't I can't handle all that I can't handle that. and then she was like you're going through the menopause. And then I, it just started talking. And then, of course, we just started talking. And then she started talking and going, wow, this is amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, would you like a column at Red Magazine? Oh, and that's how, that is yeah. how it just organically happened yes. like that. She said, and I said, well, what am I going to write? And she said, I want you to just write your experiences. I want you just to write anything that, that comes to you. It's free. This column is Meg's menopause. And I was just like, and that's exactly how that's it started. Brilliant. Just organically like that. And then started to do the column. And then I was like, right, then the Instagram came in and then the website came in and then everything step by step, different things, people asking me to do talks, go this. Because it's huge, isn't it? And I think I said, even as a doctor who has always helped people with the menopause, I had no idea until I decided to do this private clinic. And the reason it's private, as you know, is I cannot get a job in the NHS as a menopause specialist. I see women who come from all over the country. I yeah, I follow you on Instagram, four-hour drives. And yeah. they, I know, and it's shocking because they can't get the right help. And every time I expose myself more in media, you, social you media, have a wait list have, to see you, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and we've got 12 doctors, doctors here, which yeah. is brilliant. But they're still really busy. Yeah. And, and this is just a drop in the ocean because it's a worldwide problem. And, yeah. and I think, like... You know, you're like me, we've been sucked into this because we really want to help people and get the right information because certainly on the internet there's a lot of bad information that's outdated or not backed on evidence. And I know you've worked really hard with some key people to make sure that it's it's good, credible, it's it's really important and that's why it's doing... So well, and the other thing I think is is great. There's lots of great things about you, Meg. But thank you. Um, one of the good things is that you've been very vocal about how you've managed to get HRT on the NHS. Yes. Because I feel quite uncomfortable that I do private medicine, and so do the other doctors. All the doctors that work yeah. with me are GPs, and it's not in our radar ever to have done private medicine, but we do it so we can help yeah. people yeah. bigger. But actually, we we say to people, look, we will give you some HRT now. But after three or four months, when you're feeling better, you can get this from your GP. And we write letters. We have constantly... Yeah, exactly you know, what Sarah Matthews is really did for important. me. So, yeah. But you've been very open that you can get it. Yeah, because I thought that when I was doing Meg's Menopause, the first thing that dropped off in my head is like, I will just get put in that category of North London, yummy, rock and roll mummy. It's all right for her. Yes. As soon, that came up straight away. So then that's when I took my bag went to my you know surgery got with a gp and of course i don't have the same gp ever yeah. in my well, in adelaide a lot, unfortunately, because in, in central london it's they they come and go i've never seen the same one twice and then i popped everything on the table and the person did not have a clue then made them get that big fat book out the bnf and yeah. they had to go through and they went yes that's available that uh, progesterone the eustarine which is the best yes. one and they and then i had the little test testosterone tubes yes the tiny ones like that and it was all available and then she said yes this is all available but i'm can't, I'm what I can't give you the testosterone because something to do with the respiratory system of a woman or no, that's rubbish. Okay, it's, often it's about poor oh, education. Is it okay? So, yeah. so she said this to me. She was very young. She was yeah. twenty something. This GP and um, but she said yes, this is it. And then I made her ask statistics and look at different things about this gel and whatever. And I was teaching her as well. She had no clue. She'd never seen the gel. Yeah. She'd never seen. Um, didn't know about testosterone. 
And then um, I told her about the NHS clinics that she's you were allowed to yes. send me. So then I knew that the the lady that I'd met in the um, AA she was going to the one in Chelsea in Westminster. Yes. So even though I I didn't even know there was one at the Royal Free, which is two minutes from my house, because yes. I had no idea. Then I had to, you know I wouldn't say it's a big schlep for other women, but for me getting there, I could be actually driving for forty minutes. So I went to the yes. Chelsea in Westminster, which Nick Paney I think is the head of that yes. one there, and I was able to get the you know this NHS clinic get everything so that's why I'm so vocal about it because it it is expensive you know Sarah Matthews I know a lot of women would not be able to afford it to go to it but I mean I know that women if you are out there and you can you know go quickly it is your health and your family and your children you know if you can get to it for this night one off or two just appointments, I would do it. Because if it was two children that were sick, you would do it. But I understand if you really, really can't afford it, of course, just do the GP well, I think way. there's ways of time. We, we certainly, I do a lot of work with the Royal College of GPs, as yeah. you know, and we've just had um, a course that we're launching in September, accredited by the college. So we're doing a lot of education for GPs and nurses, people in primary care. I've got an easy HRT prescribing guide that you might have seen. And a lot yeah. of women are printing that off and taking yeah. it to their GPs. So I think if women have good information from your website, hopefully from my website too, then they can almost ask, like you've taught your GP, she will have learned about that and be able to help other people as well. So I think it should be available. It's dirt cheap. It's £4 a month in the NHS. Yeah, it's not amazing. That's what I mean, because sometimes, I'm glad you said that, because sometimes when I do keep saying it, I think, God... Hope I'm not, you know, making the NHS no, crash you're not. Okay, that's good. It's if you look at the investment for the future. Yeah, you know, taking HRT reduces the risk of heart disease. Forty-five percent of women die from heart disease. Yeah, no, I know. So it's yeah. looking long term while you're taking it is really important. So we've covered yeah, this a lot. Covered, I know, but we could talk all afternoon. But yes. Um, so just before we finish, Meg, I'd just like to go through three take-home tips really yeah that after women could think about from listening to you today or from going on your website what would you say okay so three main things first thing which I think is really important um I think is share with your family totally 100% it will help your kids your teenagers you know your husband your partners your girlfriend who everyone in the household so from you being erratic or crying or angry or anything that affects everyone in your household or your you know I would share it with them I think that's the most important secondly if you have an inkling of any symptoms because there's 34 you know anything from just your sleep is erratic or you do feel a bit angry get on to Louise's website or my website where there's the nice guide Louise also has a guide and look at those symptoms and if you can tick five or more I would then get your GP ASAP don't worry if you're 41 you're 42 you're 46 you're 51 you're 53 this will all help you Mm. with your your lifestyle your life with absolutely everything and the third one I would just say um self-love yeah meditation take time out for yourself really do menopause women things do come overwhelming i found everything from driving so i think a lot of self-love and don't try and be the martyr in the family really so important isn't it and it's looking after ourselves because yeah i even say to the team that i work with here 
we've got to look after ourselves. No yeah. one really cares about. They do care, but yeah, not to the not. extent. So no. we have to put ourselves a bit higher up. Than yeah, we because we, we don't. We just talk like you know, be women being in the kitchen, doing the cooking, looking after children. Da 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 da. You know, it's the old day when you know you you see some women that wouldn't even sit down and have dinner or tea with the family. You know, they would be eating and then they'd be doing the ironing okay. and you know. And I just think we were sort of made to feel that self love was a bit selfish and you you know it wasn't. But it's I think it's really important. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. Thank Brilliant. you. Louise. Thank you ever so much, Meg. Thank, Thank you. you. For more information about the menopause, please visit our website, www.menopausedoctor.co.uk.